0: Hello and welcome to the PS Nation SideQuest podcast. I am one of your party members, Andy, and I'm joined by Wyatt. Hello. And we're here for episode 23 of the SideQuest podcast. A podcast about anime, RPGs, other random nerdy stuff. I don't know, whatever. How's it going, Wyatt? Good, you?
1: It's, haven't seen you in Pretty a long good. time.
0: I know, it's been a whole week. <laughs> you still recovering from, from anime? Uh... Kind of, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, for those who don't know, last weekend was uh, Con, which is uh anime convention in uh, San Jose, California that Wyatt and I both went to.
1: Yeah, it's one that uh, we definitely go to every year. It's th- at least the biggest one to go to to meet up with everyone from the uh, anime uh, club in college. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: the one time I get to see everyone I knew in, in college at... <laughs> Uh, Polly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because that same weekend there's um, Phoenix Comic Con or Phoenix Comic Fest or something like that um, and that's always the same weekend because it's always uh, Memorial Day. It's like I would could probably just go to that because, you know, it's close and a lot cheaper than flying up to San Jose, but it's always <laughs> the same weekend and I want to hang out with people and stuff. Yeah. So I've been going to FANIME
1: since like 2006 or something. Nice. Yeah, I've been. I've only been going for, I don't know, five years now. I think.
0: Okay, still not too bad. I know, like one of the panels I went to, the uh, hosts were like, "Oh yeah, this is like our third year," and a couple of people were like, "Wow, that's a lot." Like, <laughs> uh,
1: okay. I mean, actually, shoot, wasn't this like their, what was it? Ah, oh, shoot, it was some anniversary ending in zero. <laughs> for the twenty con as a whole, I thought I thought next year was the twentieth. Oh, that might have been it.
0: Yeah. I know some of the other people from uh, college have been going a long time. <laughs> I won't say any names because, you know, podcast and whatnot, but there were a couple people that <laughs> they have been going for quite a while.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. some of the people we know are it sta- too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which yeah. uh, means I don't get to hang out with them too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. A couple people I only saw like once or twice. It's like running to them once in the hallway. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you got to go. Okay. See you later. <laughs>
1: But, yeah. Yeah. And spend a lot of money. How much money did you spend? Oh god. <laughs> um I didn't actually count. Which is surprising because I don't normally do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, you yeah I, I bought a couple Gundam models. Yeah. I intentionally... there <laughs> so hilariously, there's one Gundam model I intentionally bought, a real grade uh Tall Geese. Uh right. which is uh I think it's the newest real grade that came out in that series which I mean I guess I'll just explain it for the few people who care probably but yeah the uh, the real grade line is um, a 1 to 144 scale line, which is the same scale as their high grade series but the real grade has a lot more detail than a than the high grade series and mm-hmm. they they break up the parts a little more and then also, Have them, like, sort of alternate colors, so there'll be, like, a pure white and then a more of a gray for things that were generally all white. So there's, it's, you get a little, that nice color separation breakup, so it's Mm -hmm. neat. And also, so many decals. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, if you want even more color variation, I know um, one con that I went to here in Phoenix, actually, I went to a panel about uh, painting Gundams. Mm -hmm. That was pretty interesting, putting putting even more detail into them and, you know, can do extra, do extra things like uh, uh, weather scarring and, and battle marks and stuff like that. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I've looked at doing that stuff online and I'm just like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty sweet when you do it, but it's a lot of work and
0: oh, yeah. extra money that goes into all the supplies and everything, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to try to do it at some point, but also where I currently live doesn't really have a backyard, and I'd want to be doing spray painting, and I'd rather not suffocate <laughs> myself in my own room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Just,
0: like, make a hood going out of your uh, window or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've seen people that... I've seen a couple setups that they like, they had a vent in their room that was kind of makeshift, and, yeah, I don't plan on doing <laughs> that. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. Well, then,
0: you played the other fanime uh, tradition... Of, if you buy it,
1: I'll buy it. <laughs> oh, yes. Did that on... Did I just do that on that grab bag? Well, I guess we did it on a couple things. But yeah, one of the... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, three of you bought that grab bag. Three or four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like... Because in the Bandai booth itself, they had um, some Gunpla grab bags. So, I mean, they had these last year, so we were already kind of planning on doing it anyway. But yeah, it was like, we all, like, four of us bought grab bags at their booth, and uh, (laughs) the funny thing is, this year we noticed as we were walking in that they had numbers on the bottoms of the bags, so we made sure to check them, because last year, three of, or four of us bought grab bags at Bandai's booth, three of us ended up with nearly identical bags. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, the grab bags are basically them trying to get rid of old stuff, so... Yeah. Not too surprising,
1: but... I mean, it's not all old stuff. Maybe some of the less popular newer stuff, but still... Or, like, random backpacks or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) one of the bags had, like, Gundam backpack that goes on one of the models or something. It's like, oh, great, yeah.
1: (laughs) Whatever. But, yeah, so, yeah, this year... It was funny. Me and one of the other people took out two items that were the same and it's like shit we did it again but we checked but they ended up being more different later yeah. on but yeah it was still hilarious
0: They were like similar types of contents
1: but like the actual models were different Yeah, and, and the other funny part too is that like within the grab bag there was also another thing that was like hey this could randomly be five other things or like ten other things yeah. So then it's like after we all opened the grab bags, we all each ha- had got one of those and then all opened that to see what we got and it was fun. Mm. But yeah. And then, uh. 50 bucks well spent, right? <laughs> yep. And, uh, one of my other friends when it comes to Gunpla, he, uh, he doesn't necessarily collect too many models of all throughout <laughs> the series, but there is one thing he buys pretty regularly and that is Bear Guys. <laughs> Yep. From uh anyone who's familiar with the Build Fighter series, the Oh no, it was yes, yeah, like he they make so many petite bear guy variations now. It is amazing. <laughs> and my friend yeah. has bought them all. He bought like what six more just last weekend? Nine. He bought
0: nine over the weekend. Nine, Jesus. <laughs> and that's in addition to ones he already had from previous
1: years, so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually <laughs> They actually had a, um, a panel at uh, the convention, which was, like, by Bluefin, which is, like, Bandai's distribution in the States, or I can't remember the exact designation they are, but, yeah, it's Bluefin is, like, the official thing for Bandai, and they, mm-hmm. they had a panel, and someone, I, I was, like, you know, nudging my friends, like, hey, go up there and ask about Bear Guys. It's like, he didn't, but, like, within the first three questions, someone asked about them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the response was, we will probably keep making bear guys until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> so yeah, my friend will be collecting those for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, you make a couple purchases at the Bandai booth. Yeah, I did actually. Um, I didn't buy any
0: Gundams though, but I bought a model of the Swordfish Two from cowboy bebop Nice. and then uh, i bought a uh, a figure that's iron man but samurai <laughs> iron man which is actually sitting right next to me on my desk right now It's pretty
1: sweet nice still in so he's like hmm? i was saying is it still in box or did you actually take it out and pose it i i took it out and was messing around with it and posing it and stuff Nice.
0: but yeah so he's got like a big ass jetpack on his back and then um like instead of having the laser thingies in his palms he like has little guns underneath his wrists. So when he puts his palm out, like it would shoot from underneath there. So it looks kinda similar, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Neat. I like it. Yeah.
1: Yep. So yeah, so Fanway was pretty sweet. Yeah. Every Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And lots of lots
0: of eating out and then lots of sitting in uh someone's room <laughs> drinking and playing board games and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And also, Guilty Gear. We'll <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> uh, guilty Gear. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll move on to the news. Um, kind of in the ramp-up to E3, and I feel like more and more companies are like trying to preempt the leaks by just announcing everything before E3. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been getting a lot of news the past couple weeks. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, one of them. Um, so we talked last time about Brave Neptunia, and that actually got revealed uh, a couple weeks ago as Super Neptunia RPG which um looks a little bit more like Valkyrie Profile now that they've shown more of it but um that's kind of a side scrolling RPG ish thing that uh it's being developed by a studio up in Canada which is kind of strange for a Japanese media like Neptunia but looks pretty sweet so far
1: definitely one I'm keeping my eye on yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you say Valkyrie Profile because uh, yeah, that that mobile game got released in the states. <laughs> <sighs> uh, don't don't
0: remind <laughs> me. I I literally have the page open on my phone, being like, do I want to buy this? Do I want to pay into this bullshit? Like, I love Valkyrie Profile, but fucking mobile game. And then also on top of that, there's DLC or not DLC, but like microtransactions for it. <laughs> On on uh, mobile, well, for- I don't know what exactly they are. I think they're like cheats. Yeah, yeah. From like, what I've heard, you know, it's
1: just purely cheats to let you get through the game easierly, more easily. But yeah, it, you yeah. don't have to pay for anything that wasn't in the base game. But still, it's a sixteen dollar mobile game, which is kind of a hard sell. Yeah, when
0: like almost every other game on my phone was either free <laughs> or like two bucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I will say I mean since we were talking about Gunpla just now anyway um <laughs> the uh new Gundam Breaker game that is all about Gunpla <laughs> is uh yeah. actually has a special version that's coming uh you can only buy on Bandai Namco Bandai's uh store which includes a uh high grade Gundam Age 2 Magnum which is the uh Gundam that the uh, champion in Gundam Build Divers uses, which a couple... Ah. Um, I will say, <laughs> I forgot to mention, the the one bundled with the game is actually a clear parts version, so mm-hmm. it's still colored the, the same, but the parts are uh, translucent, so you can see through them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know a couple of my friends actually got the regular version of the model over the weekend, too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I was highly considering it, but I'm I'm only on the fence because I'm really hoping they make a master grade, which is the 1 to 100 scale of that model, Mm -hmm. and then I want to buy that one and not just the high grade. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, who knows if that will happen, because, I mean, it is, I mean, it's the champion suit, but it's not, he's not the main character, and, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. (laughs) And I think you, I don't remember if you
0: mentioned, but I think that uh, bundle with the Gundam in the game is like 90 bucks. So oh yeah, you're getting the model for like 30 bucks, not too bad. I think the game's 60, maybe it's not, but still. Yeah. It seems like a pretty decent deal.
1: Yeah, it's all right. I mean, yeah, high grades can really vary in price depending on them, but uh, I'm always iffy on clear ones because it's like you still got to cut it out of the runner and that tends to leave a mark so if you don't do it right you've just made a clear piece of, piece of plastic have a obvious mark on it yeah <laughs> but yeah but yeah well uh,
0: in, in other news um, the original Guilty Gear is actually coming to PS4 and uh, a couple other modern platforms which is a very strange announcement kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> um. <laughs> The original Guilty Gear was a PS1 game and um it's it's interesting to say the least. Um it still looks beautiful cuz um they've generally done a good job even all the way back then on how the games look, but that game is is not too well balanced. <laughs> um plus you can like yeah, you know, the instant you can combo into instant kills and oh. I, as I recall you don't have to go into an instant kill mode like you do in later games, so you can just like I don't know where instant kill people, and I think there's some infants and stuff, so... Wow. It, it might be a fun game for, you know, nostalgia or, you know, just curiosity, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to be something everyone's going like, to jump on to, to play online. But still, it's pretty cool that they're they're bringing that to PS4. Not,
1: not going to be in the main lineup of EVO. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure Zurd is, though, the, the most recent one. I, I can't remember. I know we talked about it, so... Go back and listen to that episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of something old, but obviously not nearly as old, but the uh, the original Borderlands uh, was uh, rated in Korea for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So I, it's looking like that might get a release on modern consoles. Well, the Game of the Year edition for the original. Because mm-hmm. Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel already got... PS4 like modern console version, so I guess we might be seeing the original show up again. Yeah, is is that the kind of game? I I really haven't gotten to that series. Is that the kind of game where people would want to go back to it after having played the second one? Uh, I'm actually kind of torn on which ones I which one I like more because like there, there are parts of both that I prefer over the other. <laughs> but yeah, because. The first one actually had pistols and revolvers as two different weapon types, whereas Mm -hmm. the second one just had a singular uh, pistol or, like, you know, handgun category. Mm. And I I didn't like that as much because, like, the revolvers that you could get in the first one were some really powerful weapons, and yeah. (laughs) I missed that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. And I don't know... I kind of always had a problem with Handsome Jack, which I didn't hate him entirely, but I just thought that he shouldn't have been the villain of the entire story. Like, he should have either exited or entered at the halfway point, and so they could have mixed it up a little more. Gotcha. But, yeah. Uh, but Well,
0: yeah. speaking of more games that are coming to PS4, um, and in this case also the Switch, um, Valhalla, which was a game I talked about uh, a couple, a couple months ago, uh, it came out on Vita last year, late last year, early this year. I don't remember. Um, it was on PC a few years before that, which is the uh, Cyberpunk Bartending game. Um, also, also waifu's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, it's it's kind of a, a kind of like a point and click adventure game, but without the pointing and the clicking. Instead, you're you know reading through the dialogue, but then. You will get to a part where you have to mix drinks for the customers, and depending on how you mix the drinks and what you serve them, can change you know how the story goes and stuff. You know, if you put a little bit of extra alcohol in someone's drink, then they'll get drunk and maybe tell you something different than if you hadn't done that. Or you know, sometimes you serve them the right drink or the wrong drink, and it'll change the story. So it was a pretty interesting game, and uh, I'm interested to see how it'll. It'll probably be pretty good on PS4. Um, it was nice on the Vita just because you could you know. Take it wherever and and pause it and stuff, but should be good on PS4 too. Good,
1: but yeah. And uh, so let's see, we've we've done a PS1 game, a PS3 game. Hey, guess what? Here, here's news for a PS2 game. But yeah, Zone of the Enders <laughs> uh, remake is uh, has a launch date of September 4th for the Americas and September 6th for Europe and Japan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, actually, just like a week ago, they released the demo on the PS4, which I have not gotten around to playing because uh, we were at Fanime. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, you already played,
0: uh, played it at PSX, so... Yeah,
1: I got to play that demo, so... I don't know if this one is different or not, so... At least wanted to... That's true. Could ...verify be that.
0: <laughs> I... I Knowing how these things normally go, I would not be surprised if it's just the same demo though, yeah, the same level it, would make Cause it sense. seemed like they kind of had that already pulled out of the the main game at p s x like it wasn't like, oh hey, you're playing the main you know full game, we're just limiting you to one level. It was like, no, you play the one level and then it kicks you back to the start, so I would have a feeling that's probably the same thing, but we'll see still it's not like it costs you anything to download it, <laughs> yeah, just hard drive space <laughs> yep. Um, well, uh, another game that was announced, um, in fact, just a couple of days ago, was, uh, Fallout 76. Um, very interesting announcement, because they put up a stream for, like, 24 hours ahead of time. It was basically just, like, a please wait screen that had Fallout vibes, so everyone was going nuts, and then, of course, they finally, uh, put up the trailer for Fallout 76. So they haven't said a whole lot about it, but it is probably an online game, uh, online survival game from what people have been saying they haven't said that for certain but we'll have to see
1: I'm sure we'll find out more in a a week or two yeah yeah the announcement seemed pretty minimal so I just I'm assuming it was just a tease right before E3
0: Yeah, I mean, Bethesda has their own press conference now, so... Yeah. That is very much the kind of thing that they could headline the press conference with.
1: But Yeah. Uh, And, uh, let's see. Also, uh... (laughs) Another recent announcement. Uh, they are making a new Team Sonic racing game coming out on PS4. And, uh... Fortunately, it looks like it's just going to be Sonic characters, unlike their previous games, which was like actually like had a bunch of different Sega characters from
0: Sega characters. Danica Patrick's a Sega character,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So this one, yeah, I mean, I think it w- like in the in the original uh, Sonic racing games, it was like you actually had like. Uh, shoot, what was that guy's name? But he, was, he had like the main character from um Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> no, shoot! Oh, Skies of Arcadia. I was oh, blanking yeah. so hard on that name. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't play that game. I only know him because he <laughs> Va-
0: Van Van. Yeah, he was he was in Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, as well. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. but
1: yeah, him and uh, the other. Damn it, I am blanking on names from that series. That is making me sad. <laughs> but yeah, it was like I like it. Was two two characters were actually recruitable from that game, as well as the medic who came to whenever you, someone would get down, and you managed to go and rescue them. The medic that came mm-hmm. was also from uh, Skies of Arcadia.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's nice to see those characters again. But they're not in this
0: racing game, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I was... It would have been cool if they'd actually done another, you know, all of Sega stuff, because they could have put in, you know, Valkyrie Chronicles characters, like, driving tanks, (laughs) or, like, characters from Yakuza. (laughs) Like, they missed out a lot last time they did one of these, and they really should have, you know, kept going with that. I don't know. Um... So, Bloodstain Curse of the Moon is uh, actually—I think it's already out. So, this is a retro version of Bloodstain that kind of got announced out of nowhere, and they announced it, and then it was out like a week or two later. So, it's—it looks like a SNES game, um, and it's—I guess ties into Bloodstain, the big uh, Kickstarter uh, Metroidvania that's been in the works for a couple of years now. Yeah, still waiting on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Like every Kickstarter, it takes a while. Yeah. But yeah, def- Yeah, I did back that, and I really should download that as well. But yeah, again, came out last week and was definitely busy with con.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, convention tends to make us miss a lot of stuff.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's see. What else got it? Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think last time we mentioned... Uh, crossover with Everybody's Golf and uh, the Atelier series, which, Mm -hmm. now that uh, they've done that, now they are announced another crossover with Level 5 for their 20th anniversary. Which, uh... Yeah, it actually adds a... uh, What is it, a cup? Yeah. It's like a full-on cup, where uh, when you participate, you can unlock costumes for, like, characters from 5... different series from them where you've got you can get Layton from the Professor Layton series obviously um mm-hmm. Watch Me Screw These Names Up <laughs> um, but from the Yo-Kai Watch series was it, uh, you get Jiminyan and Komasan <laughs> yeah I'm gonna s- just go with
0: that uh, I think it's funny that both of those are <laughs> only on Nintendo
1: platforms
0: yeah but they're getting
1: costumes for them and
0: everybody's golf <laughs> It's funny that I
1: okay. led with them too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and, but I mean, from PS4 stuff, you get uh, what was it Evan and Tani from Nino Kuni Two, uh, the White Knight from White Knight Chronicles. I am curious <laughs> how that's going to work. I guess you know.
0: Well, I was going to say the main character in that game is a character or player-made character, but that's actually not true. That game, you made your player character. And then he basically just followed the main characters around, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah, it was, it
1: was kind of funky. That was always weird,
0: but but, you, but yeah. So was putting the giant Matt <laughs> as
1: the, the costume. So I don't know. Yeah, and then last, the, you got uh, what was it? Toan and Zhao from Dark Cloud, the the first mm-hmm. Dark Cloud, which is kind of disappointing that they didn't put in the characters from Dark Cloud Two cuz Dark Cloud 2 had a golf mini game in it. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made so much sense. Yeah. But uh yeah, that starts on June 5th.
0: Cool. Hopefully those are also free like the other ones. You know, just unlock them in the
1: game. Yeah, it looks like it. Um there there is mention of some very small thing to, that you can pay for, but it looks like just a set of cards. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, uh, in a little bit of Saturn news, it kind of has come out recently that uh, Sony is halting production of Vita physical cartridges, um, at least in the U.S. and Europe. Um, So it's kind of, I don't know if it's actually really been confirmed yet, but I know a couple of outlets uh, said that they heard from a, you know, good source that um, by early next year, Sony will stop making physical Vita cards um, for the U.S. and Europe. So there's still a kind of a grace period. The next couple months, devs can submit their code, and they have like a deadline to submit it. And then there's a you know deadline after that to kind of finalize everything and, and all that kind of stuff. But I guess by this time next year, we probably won't be seeing a whole lot of new stuff coming out as far as physical Vita games. So that's a little bit disappointing, um, but I guess considering how little the Vita sold, it's pretty surprising that they've actually
1: lasted, like, the five or six years it's been out, so... Yeah. I'm kind of curious how how much Limited Run games extended that life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think Limited Run said they still have, like, 20 games in the pipeline for the Vita, and that's not counting stuff that they squeak in before the deadline. So, they're definitely still going strong. And there's been some companies talking about, you know, since they're only stopping for the U.S. and Europe, potentially they could, you know, get stuff made for Japan or whatever and then just, you know, stick in an English uh, manual or whatever. Um, You know, have the the English language on the card or something. So there's a chance that there will still be stuff, but it'll be a lot harder to do, so it'll be a lot less likely. And we definitely won't see, you know, stuff that would come to GameStop or whatever. The only things we'll see after that point would be probably things that are online exclusive. Play Asia or Limited Run or something.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, t- uh so back to non sad news. <laughs> the uh <laughs> I I know we we actually played this together at the uh PS experience. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of last year, but uh, twenty double X or XX? I don't know how they. <laughs> twenty XX. Yeah. I don't know. Is uh has a launch date for the PS4 set for July 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. this is a rogue-like version of me- the Mega Man X style of games. So, I remember enjoying the small bit we played, even though we died horribly. <laughs> yeah. We got through a little bit. Not,
0: I guess we didn't. Well, we weren't great, but we got through a little bit of the level.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like in the morning, so I was still kind of waking up, and uh, yeah, that' not the kind of game you want to play when you're still waking up.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh,
1: it's a little over a month for that. Should be good
0: for fans of the Mega Man type games.
1: Yep. Yeah. This actually includes the um, Hawk character DLC. That, uh, is getting released for the PC. So, since this is you know coming out later, it gets that included in it. So you mm-hmm. get three characters to pick from. Nice. Well, speaking of threes, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three
0: uh, has been chugged along with the uh, PR cycle. So there was a whole bunch of screenshots and everything that came out recently. Um, people have actually played Kingdom Hearts now. It's kind of amazing. Oh my god! People other than people at Square Enix I should say. So, uh, I don't think no one from uh from PS Nation was able to go, but um other outlets, you know, the big ones all got to send people and and actually play Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh so far it's been sounding pretty positive. Um I guess they kind of it's a it's still a lot like 2, but um definitely a lot of advancements and um smoother and course it looks beautiful all the screenshots look amazing so that's a game that's uh getting pretty hype now Yep, can't wait (laughs) i'm sure we will get a release date at uh e3 so we'll know a lot more in a week or if not we'll get a release date for the release date (laughs) (laughs) that is true that could also happen uh yeah Well, I think that's all we had for news, Um, so I guess we will jump into what we've been playing. Uh, Why don't you start us off, Wyatt?
1: Yeah, well, uh, a lot lot happened in this past month, Uh, and um, I'll just start off with uh, Final Fantasy 14, again, released one of its big numbered patches, so... uh, Yeah I want to talk about the story but I mean for anyone who actually hasn't gotten around to playing it I I wouldn't want to spoil it I just will say that this patch story was really great and yeah (laughs) God I want to talk about it but uh (laughs) yeah no it was it was more than I was expecting and it I wasn't sure how they were going to handle a couple things but they how they did was definitely is handled well not necessarily how I would have per- liked stuff to go but you can't it's you can't always just have that happy ending all the time and yeah it's but it definitely was done well mm-hmm. um but yeah and uh so yeah that was the story the new trial which is related to the story was uh wow that was intense <laughs> for yeah just how it relates to the story is was done really well that how they integrated some little bits story bits into the actual fight um but yeah and then since this isn't was an odd numbered patch we get a new 24 man raid which this patch uh 24 man raid is based off evil evilise so you know final fantasy tactics and 12's world um mm. And yeah, this uh the boss fights in this one were actually really fun. I mean, I'm sure anyone who plays the super hardcore extreme savage fights, you know, they were easy, but for mm-hmm. my skill level kind of it they they were fun. I mean, I'm sure they'll be fairly uh memory memorized pretty easily in a few weeks, but d- definitely had fun with them. Uh <laughs> The the first two bosses were uh, summons in Final Fantasy XII and possibly tactics. I don't remember tactics as much, but yeah, I definitely remember them being summons in twelve. Um, <laughs> the The third boss though is hilarious for how many people it's killing, because the name of the boss is Construct Seven, and he has a mm-hmm. phase where he will set everyone's HP. Down to like some number between like Two and eight Or whatever just like some single digit number And What happens is, is that he doesn't do Any damage when he after he does that So you don't have to worry about dying right away The thing you do have to worry about Is that he will say To set your health To a multiple of Like three or four Or set your health to a prime number And they're huh. They're the number they're four pads in front of you, one, two, three, and four. So you have to get into a pad that then adds that number to your current health to satisfy what he says. And hilariously, the amount of people that cannot do basic math is <laughs> is just so great. And I mean, hilariously, someone posted that like the, the Google search history of prime numbers, sp- biked massively on the release date of this patch <laughs> wow w- that is that is too good yeah it's good you just get like i've just seen like so many stories like someone saying like like i can because like this is a 24 man raid it's not as serious so you can kind of recover more easily but yeah there are people saying like yeah here's a run where i had like 150 deaths in this one fight because, like, people just kept getting rezzed after they died to... It was... It's just funny just to see all that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, I'll also leave the last boss as a surprise for anyone who hasn't gotten to it yet, but, uh... It'll be a real thriller for uh, fans of 12. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, that was fun. It was actually... (laughs) Since this this patch came out on the Tuesday before Fanime, I uh, got home from Fanime on Monday night, which was the reset night, and queued for the raid, and just managed to get one done before the reset. Nice. But yeah, so that was fun. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, uh, we got a new Beast Tribe added this patch too the Namazoo, or Walking Catfish. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they are quite hilarious. E- even though you just kind of want to smack them. <laughs> but yeah, this this uh, Beast Tribe is actually the crafting Beast Tribe, so anyone who wants to get a helping boost to level their crafters, and I think gatherers too this time, can, uh, do that, get some good EXP from that. Um, see, I feel like there were some cl- good quality of life changes that I don't quite remember. Oh! Uh, they added the ability to create a guest book for housing now so people can leave custom messages when they visit your house. I haven't gotten around to crafting one of those for my house yet, but uh, yeah, I can only imagine the messages people are getting. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots and lots of trolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, another interesting housing thing, which uh, they you could have an aquarium in your house before, but they've recently uh, just added the ability to have more than one aquarium in your house. Depends on the size of your house, how many you can have now. But apparently, when they were doing this, they, they came across a bug where you could clip one aquarium inside of another aquarium and they didn't want you doing that and uh, I mean people do all kinds of clipping with a bunch of furniture but I think it's because of the transparency effects of the water they just really didn't want aquariums to clip into each other so they mentioned that when we fix this anything if you have anything clipping that it might get deleted from your house <laughs> Wow. Which uh, a lot of people were like Holy shit, my whole house is going to go up in flames When they fix this Which thankfully then When they, re- they uh, rectified their note And then said, okay no, sorry Anything clipped with an aquarium That has an aquarium inside of it Might get destroyed So then people calmed down Because it's like, yeah They were going to cause a lot of houses to blow up But yeah, that was funny. But uh, that's about it for 14 for me so far. I mean, as I said, it came out right before Fanime, so I still got more to do in it. Oh, I will say one thing, though, is that uh, this patch also brings with it a new Ultimate Fight, which, as I talked about the last one, like a couple months ago, it was like it took, like, what was it, 10 to 12 days to clear. And so this is the second Ultimate Fight to be released, and it will come out two weeks after the launch date of the patch, which I think it'll probably be out by the time this podcast goes live. But yeah, that'll be... Depends on how quickly I edit it. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that progress goes again. But Yeah, so that's it for 14. Um, (laughs) Let's just cover all of my multiplayer online games all at once, because, uh, yeah, I was also played some more Warframe, which uh I think this had come out when we recorded last, but I hadn't played it yet, because if you play Warframe, you know that the game is still technically in beta, but they... Wait, really? <laughs> it's still in beta? <laughs> yes. It's just always been re- re- uh, referred to as being in beta. So... They were, okay. <laughs> yeah. They released a new game mode called Sanctuary Onslaught. And uh I, I held off playing for the first couple of weeks because as I said, they do kind of consider it still a beta because they definitely had some stuff to work out after it launched. Which uh like the thing with the game mode is like you spend a certain amount of time in a wave And you have to like keep killing enemies Until the wave timer runs out And then you go on to the next wave And if you don't kill enemies Fast enough the efficiency drops And if it hits zero you auto extract So you know You gotta keep killing But if you When you get to the end of a wave If you don't go to the next area That's when you exit And other, if other people went on They get to keep going the, the biggest problem with this, which had previously been a problem with Warframe 2, but this mode really put a spotlight on it, was that if the host leaves and causes a host migration while, while the other people decide to continue, the people who continuing um kind of just lose all the loot that came before. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, it wasn't... I don't think it came up as much. I know it came I know it came up during some points too previously but it hadn't been quite as as prevalent I mean I know some people were still getting screwed by it but yeah this this mode when it came out put a spotlight on that and they were able to actually patch that within a week I think they they got around to it pretty quickly thankfully <laughs> and yeah they've they patched a lot of the mode throughout like the first couple weeks that it was out balancing and doing all that. It was nice to see the fast response times to stuff. But yeah, the uh, within the new mode was how you unlocked the new Warframe that came out, Korra, which uh, she uses living metal to attack and strangle enemies, which is a pretty neat concept. <laughs> it does, I mean, the concept, it just sounds amazingly cool, so in in practice, she's still kind of neat, but it's hard to live up to that description, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, what the other fun thing is that her passive actually allows her... She has her own cavat uh, pet that is always out, which, uh, it's like cavats are basically cats in Warframe. They're just a little more genetically modified to be very vicious. <laughs> um... But yeah, it was neat that you can have a. She has her own cavat, and then you could also have whatever you have in your compa- your regular companion slot. So you could actually have two companions with her. Um, but yeah, so had some fun with that. Uh, I feel like there's one other thing I did in it, but uh, so much <laughs> it was so much near the start of the month. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's it for Warframe. Then we get to Destiny Two. <laughs> 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 oh, Destiny Two! <laughs> As I'm, anyone who listens to the main podcast knows that with Dave talking about the new expansion War Mine came out, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, <laughs> a few a few things have already been addressed about this. But uh, let's. See. I'll just start with the story that came out. I enjoyed, kind of... or I enjoyed what they released, but also, there were a few points in the story where it seemed like it jumped. Like, there were kind of a few cutscenes missing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I wanted more from it, but I did enjoy some of the snippets we got, even if we did kind of kill two pretty major hive gods, or one god and one... I don't remember the designation. (laughs) But, yeah... So, I was kind of hoping one of them would show up in the raid, but, uh... The one of them, I was watching some of
0: the, like, lore stuff, and the guy's like, well, you know, that guy could come back if, you know... I figure what they call it, the Hive had that, like, throne... Sword space or whatever? Yeah. Throne room, yeah, that's what it was. So if that guy has a throne room, he could potentially not be dead. So they could bring him back, but then we already got the raid, and we know he's not the boss of that, right, so...
1: Yeah, that's the unfortunate part, because... Their thing they've been doing with raid layers is that it's just like, like, original Destiny 2 had the Leviathan raid, and the patches are just getting raid layers, which are take place in the same space as the Leviathan, but you go to different parts in it. So we didn't mm-hmm. get a new raid area, like, a completely separate area to deal with the Norix from the story. Wait. Yeah which is a little sad, but, yeah. But uh, I actually haven't gotten to play the new raid yet, because Bungie decided to slow down leveling progression. <laughs> and uh, I don't think a lot of people enjoy that they have done that. <laughs> it's that that weird tightrope, tightrope thing,
0: because, like, when the last expansion came out, everyone was max level in, like, a day, and everyone was pissed, because... It was too fast. So in this one, they made it really slow, and now everyone's pissed, because it's like, oh man, I've been playing for three weeks, and I'm still only, you know, 360.
1: Yeah. So the biggest problem that Bungie had with this is that uh, when Bungie makes changes, they they use a hammer and not a scalpel. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just went after the leveling system hard, because, yeah, I mean, if you had gotten to the max of the previous... Uh, and from the previous expansion, you were 330. Uh, I'm not going to include the five, because that's with mods, and it just confuses stuff. <laughs> uh, the easy-to-hit next cap with this patch was 340, which you could just do from any gear. Mm. But from 340 to the max of 380, there were very limited stuff you could do to do to get there, and they were all purely weekly lockouts, which meant yeah. that, yeah, it, it was not great because at some point you hit a wall <laughs> for every mm-hmm. week and there was nothing you could do to progress your power level. Um, this has actually been slightly addressed in that they did release a new patch a couple of days ago that now allows you to get gear up to 360 from the Heroic Strikes as so I think they said 25% chance So at least mm-hmm. You now have something you can grind From like 340 to 360 And then at 360 you can start Doing some of those weekly stuff To get that last 20 points Which is good because I mean You know even in the original Destiny There were lockouts for that like Those last tiers of power But that was fine Because at least you had other stuff You could grind for some of the Other progression But, yeah. Because, yeah, it's like, if you can't grind uh, without a lockout to be raid-ready, that's a problem. (laughs) Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, I
0: feel like a lot of people didn't jump into the raid day one just because no one was able to get high enough fast enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the other problem with them making, like, leveling slower is that it doesn't really it doesn't really fix what their problem was they just sort of slowed down their vertical progression which is just your power level but the thing that they've definitely been missing for a while has always been their horizontal progression which in Destiny 1 existed when you had random rolls on guns and it was just like yeah I maxed out my power but now I want to you know try to get a god roll on this one gun that I really like which can take time and you know you put effort into it and it's yeah I mean, mm-hmm. RNG can screw you or bless you in that, but I mean, th- there are ways to mitigate that. There are so many different things, but that's definitely been Destiny's 2's problem, is that yeah, there's vertical progression, but you need that horizontal to really keep people around. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the games I just mentioned, like Final Fantasy 14, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like I got to level 70 and I'm still doing the story, but then also like i what I love about fourteen is that they let you be every single class on one character, so you know it's like I can go and level some of the other classes that I can be surprised that I enjoy playing as uh mm-hmm. you know it's like I can do crafting and gathering and yeah it's like I can you know get stuff for my house to decorate, but yeah it's there's just a lot other other stuff to do you know once you get to end game whereas. Yeah, Destiny has a problem with that. Well, Destiny 2. Really? Well, I mean, they have talked about adding random rolls back in their September update, but that we don't know full details on that just yet. But, uh, fingers crossed. But also, well. it feels weird to be like, Hey, we bought Destiny 2, and it's like, just, hey, go back to Destiny 1. <laughs> yeah, you would have think they'd figure this stuff out beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, been playing a lot more with uh, Dave and some of the other people in the clan to try to...
0: Yeah, you've done a lot of Escalation Protocol and stuff with them.
1: Yeah. I still haven't even done that. Yeah, I managed to get high enough that we could actually did an Escalation Protocol last week. Like, <laughs> the day before Man. I'm just like, uh, I want to do this, but I also got a pack. Uh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, managed to get in a run last week and a run this week, so starting to get some of that unique armor from that. And, uh, they did actually announce that they've reduced the power level of the last couple of stages, so the enemies aren't a power level higher than you can ever obtain, thankfully. <laughs> so you can actually possibly do it now with just three people instead of Doing what we did and trying to Invite people in the public Space and then have pe- have Other people from our group join them So we can actually get more than Three people in a patrol zone at once mm-hmm. Which is an annoying thing But I'm not going to go over that one too much <laughs> <laughs> But yeah and just I, Yeah I mean it's been a little annoying But you know it's like once we got nine people in And then we're doing it it was just It was just fun just, like, have so many people fighting all those different waves, and yeah, I just wish it was easier to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the mass group of people, the the fights themselves, I guess, are easier to do now, so we'll see how that pans out. And, uh, I think that about does it for Destiny 2. <laughs> all those MM- or online games I play. But, uh, uh I guess... Still got one more. The uh, Monster Hunter World also just released a new patch, surprisingly. I didn't know this one was coming. <laughs> but Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, this one adds a new monster, well, a uh, returning monster, the Lunestra, which is the mate for the Teostra. And, uh, wow, that, uh was not expecting that kind of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> cuz yeah i mean I, when she was originally introduced I, she was kind of a reskin of Teostra there wasn't i don't think, remember too much that different between the two but uh this new version of her uh wow she spreads fire across the entire arena <laughs> and just sort of like makes it stay in the arena that you have to deal with whereas Teostra would just sort of every, like Uh, send out some flares and then detonate them. But yeah, she leaves a lot more fire around in the arena, and it definitely is nice that it feels uh, more varied than just fighting a female Teostra. So I was happy to see that. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) The, The quest when you fight them, it's like, it ends with fighting both Teostra and Lunestra at the same time, and, uh, Yeah, we almost got uh, all three carded on that one, and we just barely managed to do it, Mm because, I mean, also partly going back into the game, just, like, shaking off some of the rust. Yeah. How do I run in this game again? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, that was fun. Kind of. (laughs) Got got blown up a couple of times. (laughs) But, yeah, and, uh... I think last time I mentioned uh, that uh, some new Steven Universe episodes came out, and so I was like, I finally decided to try to play more of the Steven Universe game, the Save the Light, and uh, still haven't played too much more. But you know, it's fun getting back into that combat. That's like sort of like Paper Mario, where you can press buttons when you do attack. It's like yeah, you select attacks, and when you do them, you can press buttons to make them do additional damage or press buttons to guard. Uh, it's also neat to see a thing where it's, when, you, when you're when you fighting, when you kill all the enemies but the last one, the last enemy actually gets their turns faster. So you... It's actually kind of in, funny that you get to plan your strategy when fighting regular mobs of, do you want to leave two alive and whittle them both down or just kill all of them but one, or kill them in order, and deal with the last one going faster. And, uh, so yeah, it was fun to get back into that. Uh, one thing I kind of noticed with the story that is, was, like, a little off for me was that because it's a game based off of a serialized show that it kind of can't do some of the character development I'm used to from, like, a, oh, the arcs in Steven Universe, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not to the end, so maybe the enemy of the game who's new to the uh, universe has some development, but, uh... Yeah, that's just one thing that's throwing me off a little bit, but, I mean, it's not that bad. It's still nice to see all the characters. And, uh... Yeah, I think that about does it for me. That's a decent amount. Yeah. Been playing a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it more than others, but yeah. <laughs> it's like I literally just snuck in like a couple of days of Monster Hunter. I'm like, oh, that patch came out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, so on my side, um, there was one game I played a lot of and then a lot of games I played a little of. So, um, one game I played a little of and I still need to uh, play more is uh, Swords of Ditto, so I'm doing the review for the game, and I keep putting it to the side for other things. Um, I still haven't managed to to um, get the review done, so I definitely need to go back to that. But you play a little bit of it um, recently. I think we talked about it last time because you had been playing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot actually. <laughs> since I I brought my PS4 to the convention, I actually played that with uh, co-op with somebody there. But then the game crashed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that, it was not running well on your PS4 that day. Because even before it crashed, it was getting all glitchy and then like slowing down, and then finally just like went kaput. Yeah, yeah. But fortunately, I haven't run into anything like that on my personal save file. Although I have heard of other people having issues, so it might not be the most stable game out there. But it's pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, And then the game I spent most of the last month playing, uh, a good two weeks or more, was uh, God of War. So, we talked about it last month, because you had been playing it, um, and I had, like, barely dabbled (laughs) in it. But uh, I basically sat down and, over the course of a couple weeks, just played that non-stop, and got all the way through it, um, doing a bunch of, like, side stuff while I was playing it, and then afterwards, after I beat it, I went back and tried to get some more side stuff. So... Really enjoyed that game. That was really good. Um, I've played pretty much all the God of War games. I don't think I've missed any, besides like the mobile game or something like that. <laughs> um, and I'd say this is probably the best one. They've done. A, they did a whole lot to make the characters more interesting, and then the combat's really good, and, and it's just a great game. So I don't know. We're 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 kicking around doing uh, spoiler cast at the end of end of the podcast. So. I guess we'll find out when we get to the end of there, but, uh, because that, that ending was pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not for the reasons I would have thought going into it, but, uh, but yeah, don't want to, don't want to get into spoilers, so if we decide to talk about that, we'll do it at the end of the, the podcast. Uh, and then one game we'd been talking about that was coming out, um, was Little Witch Academia, so... That came out a couple weeks ago, and I ended up picking that up and uh, downloaded that. Played a little bit, just the first couple hours, um, but I was kind of juggling it with review games and then God of War and stuff. So I didn't play a whole lot. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> it's not nearly as combat-centric as I might have thought. Uh, you actually spend a lot more time doing other stuff. So basically, the plot is that... Uh, Akko goes into the library to do some chores during uh, uh, summer vacation and ends up finding this room and probably messes something up, and they end up in a Groundhog's Day situation where her and a few other people can remember it, but everyone else, you know, the day is repeating itself and most people don't remember it, so only she can. So the the basic gameplay is you spend a lot of time kind of running around the school doing errands and stuff, and... Kind of weird because it's like, oh, you are doing this stuff for them, but then they forget about it. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird. They kind of, um, yeah, put that a little bit under the uh, uh, under the radar. But, um, but uh, this is a lot of like running around doing stuff in the school, doing little side quests, fetch quests, stuff like that. But then there is also the combat. So you can jump into a dungeon and it's a side scrolling game, kind of like a you know Streets of Rage kind of thing. But obviously, a lot of magic and, and that kind of stuff. So, a lot more ranged things, and it's pretty interesting. I, I haven't played a whole lot, only the first couple hours. Um, and I, I'm i not huge on it. It's definitely not like a great game, but, uh, the art style is really good, and, um, it's kind of cool to see those characters that, you know, I enjoyed in the anime kind of in a game and being able to play as, uh, Akko and, um, all of her friends and everything. So, I don't know. It's, it's alright. It's, if you like the, the series, you know, maybe something to, to look into, but definitely not like, you know, gotta go out and play it kind of thing. so. And then another game I got for review um, is uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. So this showed up uh, a couple weeks ago. It comes out, it'll probably be out by the time this show is out. In fact, it should be because it's actually under embargo at the moment. <laughs> um, at least. The story mode is, and I don't really want. I'm not really going to talk too much about that, anyways. But, uh, but yeah, downloaded that, played a little bit of that. In fact, we actually played some of it at uh, Fanime, you and me. All right. Wow. Um, actually, we played it with a few other people too, but mostly you and I played it. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously the the crossover fighting game that has Blaze Blue, Persona, Uniel, and Ruby, and a few characters from each of those. Although. The base game's a little feels a little bit sparse. Like there's only twenty characters, less than twenty characters, I think. Um, and you know, Ruby only has two characters, compared to uh, Blaze Blue has like ten or something. Yeah. So
1: at least, yeah, I mean, at least they announced that the other two Ruby characters are free DLC, and I mean, one of them we have to wait for, but at least Blake comes out uh, day one. But yeah, Yeah. which unfortunately we couldn't play that with the demo version. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty interesting fighting game.
0: It's very simplified. Um, I I was joking with my friends at uh, Fanime that it's a a two-and-a-half button fighter. Because, you know, a game like Street Fighter, there's six buttons and each button is its own, you know, unique moves. Whereas this one, there's two regular attack buttons and then a third button that has a few special uses, but can also be used to do a few normal moves. So, kind of two and a half button. And then there's also an assist attack and uh, a swap button because it's a, a tag game, so you have two characters. So, I guess it's not, strictly speaking, like two buttons, but still, it's it's very simplified. There's no complex uh, movements in it. So, anyone who's played Street Fighter and tried to do a Shoryuken, the uppercut, the flaming uppercut, with the Z-motion... Uh, there's none of those in the game there's not even like double quarter circles there's only single quarter circles, so they really kind of went all in on making it simplified um and that's very interesting, especially with the blaze blue cast because one of the big things about Blaze blue is the drive button where every character has a button that does something different for that character. you know Rachel creates wind that she can use to push things around and um Tager has magnetism that he can use to pull the enemy towards himself and uh there's some other, like, even weirder ones. You know, one of the characters has a doll that he controls with his dr- his drive button. So in cross-tag battle, they've kind of had to get rid of that since there isn't that extra button. So they really simplified a lot of it. So, like, Tager, instead of having a drive button to do all this magnetism, he just kind of automatically gets it on some of his moves. So it's really weird in that sense. It's kind of interesting to go from the proper blaze blue to cross-tag battle and see how everything's kind of simplified. But, I don't know, I've been having fun playing it. Uh, it's not the deepest game, and I'm wondering how well it'll take off in competitive space. Um, I think it's another Evo game, so we'll see some people playing it there, but um, I don't know that... A lot of the pros tend to like it when the games are more complicated, and this one having a lot of very simplified combos and simplified in- inputs and stuff like that might go a little bit too far and might not have the depth to keep uh, the you know more hardcore players playing, but at least it's also got you know, some appeal for the casual fans. Um, but yeah, so, cross-tag battle. Yeah.
1: I don't know, did you did you enjoy what you played of it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed being able to play as Ruby. That was fun. But <laughs> I can definitely, I mean, I, I've never fully got into fighting games where I fully memorized combos and all that kind of stuff, but, I mean, I can definitely tell that it was, yeah, I felt a little more basic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even when I was trying out Like the persona, a couple of the persona characters, it was just like, oh yeah, there aren't separate buttons for character attacks and persona attacks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it was interesting that everyone got mapped to that kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah, so.
0: I guess they kind of had to, because, you know, obviously Persona was a four button game where two buttons were the character and two buttons were the persona, and then Blaze Blue was a a three button game with the drive button, so, you know, kind of four there. Um, but vastly different the persona, and then I'm trying to remember how, what Uniel was. Uniel was, I think, a six-button game like Street Fighter, but I I don't recall. But anyway, you're, you're trying to take all these characters from different franchises and put them all into one game, so this, I guess they kind of had to, you know, change everything around. But but yeah, and I still need to try the online. Um, there's. People online now that's out in Japan and some people from the US have, you know, imported it, so there's some people on the US that are on. But when I went in a little bit ago I couldn't seem to get any matches. Uh no one was playing ranked and the casual room that I went into, all the, the things were taken. Like the only person that was not playing had like a one bar connection, so I didn't even feel like trying it. <laughs> so haven't been able to try the online yet. Uh but then also in fighting games, um, <laughs> At Phantom A, we played a whole bunch of guilty gear. <laughs> um, in this case, the latest one, so guilty gear Exert Rev two um, was kind of constantly going in one person 's hotel room, so whenever we were up there, we were jumping in and playing that kind of we were joking that it reminded us a lot of college because when we were in college, we played a lot of guilty gear, although obviously a previous version, so you know you 'd get out of classes and go over to someone 's house and just you know sit there and grind guilty gear matches. <laughs> So it felt like, a lot like that, you know, same people, similar game. And that was really fun, to kind of getting back into that. I had, haven't played Guilty Gear in quite a while, you know, basically since it came out. So it was really fun to, to sit down and play that. Um, it was a little bit weird because there was a lot of different skill levels of people playing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the couple of people who played a lot and played regularly were, you know, the one skill level. And then people like me and uh, another guy who you know played decently back in the day not great but you know knew a little bit here and there and then we've you know gotten really rusty so me and one guy were having some really good matches kind of back and forth and being pretty evenly matched but then there were a bunch of people who were had never played guilty gear before who were sitting down and playing too um and so it was kind of uh had the low end too of people who had no clue what they were doing um (laughs) we were doing a kind of jokey battle or a jokey tournament of uh who was the worst Blaz- or Guilty Gear player? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you won, you had to get off, and the the loser had to stay. <laughs> we r- went around the room like that for a little while, seeing who who uh, <laughs> would lose the most, which was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, like I've been played. I never really played the Guilty Gear series too much. Like I think like around when that series got big was sort of when I s- took a break from fighting games because I didn't have as many people it like physically together at that time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, oh wait, this is a five button thing, and it goes around. Yeah, <laughs> it it also didn't help that I'm oh, since I don't play that hardcore, I don't really use joysticks, and th- those was what were, uh, were plugged in, and so I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: ah. I know. At one point, you you grabbed a controller and was playing with a controller, or was that on Blaze Blue? I don't remember. That was on Blaze Blue. Okay. Yeah. Most of the people there, at least the, the people who had played a lot in the past, tend to play on fight sticks. So those were usually what was being passed around. But yeah, but yeah that was that was actually pretty fun, kind of getting back to that. Um, and then, obviously a little bit of Destiny 2. We talked about that. Um, I'm finally up to 363, 364, thereabouts. Congrats. Uh, I really haven't been, you know, sitting down doing my weeklies every week. So I haven't been going up nearly as quickly as i could have if i had you know do all my crucible and do all my uh you know whatchamacallit so getting everything done i could have probably got lost faster but i've been juggling with a bunch of other games for example one game that uh came in on the thursday that i was leaving for fanime (laughs) was uh the persona dancing games so i imported uh persona three well the persona triple pack i think they called it um which has Persona 3 dancing, Persona 5 dancing, and then a code for Persona 4 dancing ported to the PS4. So all three games in one one package. Um, and it came in on Thursday. I basically opened it, looked at it, and then left for Fanime. And it was very sad that I couldn't play it. Was wishing I had bought the Vita <laughs> version. <laughs> um, but uh, got back and been playing that all this week. Um, so I've... Got all of them on my PS4 at the moment. I've mostly been playing Persona 5. Um, in fact, I'm getting really close to the Platinum trophy on that now. I think I'm, like, five trophies from Platinum.
1: Jesus. Um, <laughs> already?
0: Yeah. I, they're not a, incredibly long games. Like, Persona 4 Dancing, you can get the Platinum in ten hours. And that game has an actual story mode. Whereas, 3 and 5 don't have a story mode in the dancing game. So there's a little bit less. I mean, there's, there's what they call the commu mode. Like, communication commu mode where you get little, like, skits. So as you do stuff, you unlock these little skits where you can talk, talk to the characters, and I don't know what exactly they're saying, because, you know, imported version. So I usually <laughs> just kind of skip through those to get the unlocks. But, yeah. So there's no story mode in these ones. I guess there's a very basic, like, here's the setup, here's why you're all dancing, and that's really it. <laughs> um, which is, from what I understand, basically the uh, inhabitants of the... Um, velvet room for each game are like, hey, we heard that this other velvet room had a dance-off. We should do that, too. You're all in a dream now and dancing. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I've been really enjoying Persona 5 dancing. Um, I feel like they made it a little bit harder, too. Like, Persona 4 on the Vita was a little bit easy for me as a, a veteran of the rhythm games. Um, and... Persona 5 dancing, I'm having, having a little bit more trouble with. Not like trouble. I've been able to pass a lot of stuff, but I haven't been getting nearly as good of scores. So, either that or I'm just rusty and haven't played in a while. <laughs>
1: but, um. You're doing yeah, great so. at, uh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I just forgot the name. Uh, shoot. What arcade game were you playing at, Fanime?
0: What arcade was game?
1: Oh, Technica? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I know it's a different rhythm game and all, but yeah. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. I know you're happy to see that. <laughs> I was.
0: I was very sad because I walked into the game room on the first day and there was no Technica and um, there's no longer a machine near me. So the one time a year I get to play Technica is at Fanime and um, I walk in there. And there's no Technica. I'm like shit. I know they sw- they switched uh, who was running the game room this year. I was like, maybe I just don't have one. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm never playing Technica again. And then randomly on the last day, a machine showed up. So I managed to get in a couple games, <laughs> but unfortunately there was always a, a line for it. So I never, I didn't get to like sit there and grind it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually saw it was, I don't know what happened, but the Technica machine was there on the pre, uh, since the beginning, I think. But it was behind one of the other machines, not plugged in. <laughs> So really? I think I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who pointed it out, but yeah, it was just like it was like behind one of the other rhythm games in the back, and I, I guess someone might have mentioned it to them, and so then the, yeah, then when it was dragged out, it was kind of placed off to the side of the main area, like right on the edge of it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: because I, I went in there. I went in there like first thing on uh, Friday morning because there was nothing else to do and nothing had opened yet, and I was playing stuff before like the big crowds got in there. And I didn't remember seeing it, like, tucked anywhere. I played most of the other rhythm games that were in there.
1: Hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it was great that it managed to get plugged in for that last day for you, at least. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate thing is that Technica 3, there's a very
0: limited number of songs in the base game. And when it was active, they had an online service. So you had, like, a card that you'd put in that had your account. And you'd basically unlock songs through that so you could buy songs using uh stuff that you earned in game um so since the servers have gone down a few fans were able to kind of revive it and they've basically made a server where if you connect to the internet everything's unlocked which is really sweet you can just go in there and play any song and there's like 200 songs or something in that in that game um maybe not that many i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of songs in the game but uh this one for every reason was not connected to the internet at all. So you were only sticking there with the base game, which is a very limited, you know, song set. It's kind of unfortunate. So I know the other couple people who were playing it who were, you know, big fans of the game like I am were kind of disappointed. Like, alright, well, I guess we have to, you know, stick to these songs again. <laughs> but, at least I got to, you know, get my yearly Technica. Hopefully it'll be there next year. I keep hoping I can find one for sale It's you know, a decent price, but what's the lowest you've doesn't seen? Doesn't seem likely. Uh, so directly from the company, it was originally like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, um, I think so. That's there's there's the normal version that has two screens because there's the one that you play on and then there's a the one up above that you can like watch. And the normal version was like ten k. They announced later on um, a solo cabinet that only has one screen. It's the one you play on. There's no screen above it. That was a little bit cheaper, like 8K, 7K. Um, and I had never actually seen one before. And strangely enough, the one that they had there this weekend was one of those solo machines. So it only had the one screen. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. I'd never seen it. So I haven't seen them on – I've seen them occasionally on like secondhand uh, sales. Um, I don't remember what kind of prices I've seen, but definitely not in the price range that I can know. <laughs> just drop um but yeah if if i saw one for i don't know i'd probably have to weigh it if i saw one for like two thousand dollars maybe i would be like i guess (laughs) i'm not buying any other games for a couple months (laughs) yeah Yeah. i i I love technica 3 it's one of my favorite games of all time and i'd love to own a cabinet of that nice but yeah anyways persona dancing (laughs) Um, I did play a little bit of four and a little bit of three um, obviously four I've already played twice because I imported that and played it on Vita you know both versions I got the platinum both times <laughs> and there's a third platinum now so I could get uh, a third platinum for that if I feel like uh, doing that again and then I played a little bit of persona three dancing just kind of you know jump in and see what the songs were and stuff um, I haven't played actual persona 3 so I'm not as familiar with the the songs that are in it but I have, you know, I've seen the characters in, like, the uh, fighting game and stuff. So I'm a little bit familiar with the characters, just not not the songs and whatnot. But definitely been fun. Been enjoying the the heck out of Persona 5 dancing for sure. Um, whenever we're done recording, I'll probably go back to uh, grinding out the last couple trophies in that.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, right. Nothing else I can think of. Uh, I actually um, just remembered something but uh Mm -hmm. i forgot because it was kind of an ordeal but i actually did recently uh buy a new tv
0: (laughs) oh right you were talking a lot about that at uh phantom yeah
1: so uh i I finally decided so i i already own a ps4 pro and i had finally finally decided to take the plunge on getting a 4k hdr tv (laughs) and uh yeah, it turned out to be a little more uh, annoying to set up than I thought. <laughs> Gotta get those special HDMI cables. Yeah, so, but yeah, you know, it's like I, I you know, I got the new TV, and I also got a new receiver that could handle 4K HDR signals. But uh, <laughs> the one thing that I did, I wasn't prepared to deal with exactly is a. Uh, HDMI cables will tell you that they can handle a 4K HDR signal when they cannot. (laughs) And it is very annoying that that can happen. (laughs) Because, yeah, it's like, I mean, I think you can be fine with like three six-foot cables if they say that they can do it. But when you get to getting 25-foot cables, uh, there can kind of be some signal loss and handshake issues at that range. So uh-huh. uh, even if, you know, you buy from... Like, I even bought, like, Amazon's HDMI cable that says it's certified for high speed and whatnot, but even that wasn't... didn't cut it, and which really made me sad. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... I, I finally decided to... It's like I looked up uh, at mono price, and there's our, like, actual... Like premium certified to like actually like hey we tested all of our cables to run at the what was it I think eighteen gigabits per second at across all lengths and so you know when I got those I plugged them in and it's like hey my setup finally works yeah <laughs> but yeah so yeah it's it's my god the picture is so good <laughs> like gotta get that four K HDR God award <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I booted that up, like to see how that was looking. I'm like, it's great and uh yeah, I didn't actually get around to playing it yet, but I did buy the Shadow of the Colossus remake because I'm like I did kinda tell myself, if I ever get an HDR TV, I'll probably buy that. being <laughs> a remake I was on the fence, but uh I haven't played it yet. I just started the game up and watched the opening movie and my jaw just hit the floor. <laughs> God, it was so good looking. Yeah. And I'm like, this was a PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man,
0: Bluepoint did a great job with that game. Yeah. Yeah, just... Oh,
1: God. 4K HDR was... was uh, so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, just, uh, if you, if anyone does decide to take the plunge on HDR, make sure you get cables that can, that are, like, actual certified to handle 18 gigabits per second data rate. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes they don't, even though they kind of say they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was But yeah, so at least I'm happy now that that's working. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I guess that's it for what we've been playing. We've
0: gone on for quite a while with the first half. So uh, hopefully the second half will be a little bit shorter, so we don't have a monstrous show. <laughs> Although some people kind of like that—the really long ones. I don't know. Anyway, we'll be right back with uh, what we've been watching and uh, anime of the month. you enjoyed that uh, music probably from persona dancing since <laughs> i had the soundtrack might as well stick some in there um we will now get into uh what we've been watching and since uh why it's going to be doing anime of the month later he will start us off with what he's been watching so
1: yeah uh take it away <laughs> been watching most of the same stuff as i mentioned last time you know it's like hero Academy is still going strong great darling in the franks mm. is still weird as shit <laughs> <laughs> uh full metal panic invisible victory is uh taking a interesting turn i'm enjoying it uh,
0: yeah that was they get to that one point where they like do like a jump and you're like wait what am i watching the right show
1: yeah uh i'm gonna get too much into it i will just say um there is one character that gets introduced that looks a lot like another character. It's a different character. Yeah. I did the same thing. I think everyone I was talking to at Fanime was
0: like, did you think that was so-and-so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. They really
1: should have like done something different with his design. Yeah. Well, it was funny, too, because I remember everyone was everyone's thinking he's this like looks a lot like a character in the show already but then someone else mentioned that he lo- he does actually look even more similar to Benny from uh Black Lagoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh but yeah just quick updates on all those cuz yeah uh but uh so yeah I mean I mostly mentioned sequels and stuff last time cuz that's what I start off seasons with but uh picked up some other New shows Uh, First one being uh, Megalobox Which is a Boxing show set in the future Where people Future boxing (laughs) (laughs) But yeah people wear uh, How I don't know just they wear tech on their Arms that enhances their punches (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, So yeah I mean it's Kind of it's kind of like A standard boxing story It seems like I mean, not that there aren't some good moments in it, but uh, I was hoping they'd play a, a little more of the uh, tech used in the arms. But uh, at least as far as I've gotten into it so far, it's they've actually taken it in a way that I wasn't quite expecting, and I'll see how it plays out. But mm-hmm. I but I am enjoying watching it. Got one of those. Got to watch at least one sports anime season. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, in a completely different gear, uh, also watching a show called, uh, Tata Never Falls in Love, which, I'm not actually sure why it's called that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I'm also not as caught up on the series, cause, you know, going go, when you go to conventions, it feels, it's like, it's an anime convention, but I always feel like it messes up watching anime. <laughs>
0: yeah. Especially because a lot of things tend to air on, like, you know, Thursday through Sunday. And I, I end up, like, not being able to watch them while I'm at the convention. And then I get behind and real life gets in the way. and <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's about... Uh, so I'll just start off with the characters. There's uh, Tada is the main male character. He uh, uh, He's into photography because both of his parents were... I think, I, I know they were, like, great photographers. I can't remember if they were famous or not. It's But it doesn't, that part doesn't necessarily get played up too much. The, the biggest thing was is that uh, when he was a kid, they uh, died in a car accident. So he's sort of taken up photography um, as well as he's, uh, him and his little sister living with their grandfather who runs a coffee cafe shop that he also helps out in. And uh, the main female character is a someone, or is like a foreigner who has come to visit Japan for some amount of time. I'm not entirely sure how, what her entire story is yet, because again, behind. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually funny. She uh, apparently watched this show called Rainbow Samurai and uh, was very into it and uh, she kind of reenacts scenes from it every now and then and everyone else is like uh what? So she's a weeaboo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah so it just I mean they run into each other in the first episode and uh, and then of course then she's in his class at school transfers to Yeah. <laughs> that that all that stuff happens but uh i don't know it's just fun watching all the characters interact nothing too serious yet <laughs> not sure of possible things hinted at in the opening but been enjoying what i've watched so far and uh mm-hmm. let's see oh and another let's let's just do really weird transitions between all the shows cuz Yeah, the the other show is very different. Again, uh, watching the Legend of the Galactic Heroes... Let me fuck up German. Die neue (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, a remake of an anime that came out in the... What was it? 80s? Pretty old. Yeah, thereabouts. But yeah, it's definitely one of the... Biggest space opera animes, I think. And, uh yeah, it's gotten a new modern remake. And uh it's a little interesting watching this after watching, like, a lot of Gundams. Because it's like, with Gundam, it's like you, you get, like, people in mobile suits that are specced pretty high. And, you know, I mean, you do have, like, bigger battles in some Gundam series, but you also have, like, you know, some really skilled units that can turn a battle around, whereas this is like thousands or tens of thousands of ships in combat, and really, combat's pretty much decided when they start fighting, based off of the strategies that the uh, commanding officers employ, so it's kind of an interest. it's, yeah, it's interesting to see that shift, that it's just like, yeah, this this is so many numbers that individual skill doesn't well individual fighting skill doesn't play out as much as the tactical skills mhm but uh but yeah the setup for that is that you know there is uh there's the empire that's you know fascist and all that and then you have the republic people who are at odds with each other <laughs> but yeah there's a little more to that which uh yeah it's Nice what the show goes into.
0: It's one of those shows that it's probably a good thing it's getting a remake because I feel like a lot of anime fans knew about it but no one had actually watched it. Yeah. There's like a bunch of memes that have come out of it over the years but I don't feel like most people sat down and actually like watched the old show.
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely been on my backlog forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Just, it's like, but you know,
0: alcohol is humanity's friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is one of the memes from the from the show. From the old one.
1: Yeah, I haven't uh, quite seen that yet. <laughs> 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 but uh, that's pretty much been it for me. Um, I don't think I really watched anything new on TV. Oh, I guess that aired right after... Like a couple days after it recorded. But uh, yeah, there was like one well, actually, one new pair of Steven Universe episodes that uh, I still don't even want to spoil that, even though it's been a few weeks, but yeah, it uh, it revealed something big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they left off with new episodes coming in the summer, and I'm like, damn! <laughs> I'm like, I want more! You only gave me, yeah, like... basically summer already, right? Yeah, but that's all they said, and they still haven't given a date, and yeah, air gotcha. air date for Steven Universe episodes have never been great at being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I don't can really watch anything new on Netflix.
0: Okay, well, uh, mine's kind of similar. A lot of the same shows as last time, um, some of the same ones, you know, you just talked about Franks and, uh, um, Full Metal Panic and stuff, um. One I don't think I talked as much about last time, um, but I've been watching is uh, Otakoi, which is uh, Love is Hard for Otaku, <laughs> which I've really been enjoying. It's been, I think, one of my favorite shows this season, um, just because the characters are really fun. Um, I, I like. It's also interesting because it's set in like a workplace setting, so um, it's not like kind of the, some of the same stuff you've seen in all the. <laughs> I feel like a lot of anime are set in high school or you know even younger, so it's kind of interesting to see some of the same setup but done in a workplace which um, I guess makes it a little bit more relevant to me now that I am older <laughs> and can relate to the workplace stuff as well as uh, some of the other parts of it because it's obviously about you know anime fans. Um, but yeah, it's been a really good show. Uh, really enjoying that. Um, and another one I don't think I talked about as much last time was uh, Hina Matsuri. Um, so this one's kind of an interesting show because the first episode um this guy who's works for Yakuza um he this like girl randomly appears in his apartment who has uh esper powers and he ends up basically like taking her in and so I kind of like I watched the first one and there there was a little bit of humor but I was kind of expecting it to go down the route um that we've seen in a lot of shows recently where it's like you know a a guy taking care of a younger kid um like Barakamon was like that and um Sweetness and Lightning and uh, a bunch of shows. Like, it's kind of become like a subgenre, I feel like, in, <laughs> in anime of you know dad shows. <laughs> so I kind of expected this one would go that way. And then, like, the very next episode, they kind of subvert all of that and, like, go in a completely different direction. So it's definitely more <laughs> of a comedy that just happens to have, you know, the occasional lesson and, you know, feel good moment of, you know, this Yakuza guy taking care of, you know, essentially who is now his daughter kind of thing um but that show's been really funny and i've been really enjoying that the, the cast is kind of kind of wacky um like one of them is a middle school girl who ends up working at a bar D- <laughs> basically gets blackmailed into working there because it turns out she's really good at mixing drinks and didn't know it and so uh, the, the bar okay. under, like <laughs> blackmails her into working there <laughs> so she has some really funny episodes like when her teacher shows up at the bar <laughs> um uh, and it's it's really weird because obviously the one girl being an Esper is kind of part of the setup, but then they, like, basically ignore it half the time. <laughs> um, uh, She helps the Yakuza guy, you know, take out some, some bad guys at one point, and then he's basically like, yeah, you're way too strong. Don't do that again. And so <laughs> most episodes you could even, like, forget that she has, you know, these powers. So... I don't know.
1: It's been a it's been a really fun show. I've really been enjoying that one. I mean, it's, it's funny you say that the second episode goes in a completely different direction because, like, w- whenever I hear that, I always think of uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Guy Ray Zero, where like <laughs> the first episode is like they have like this like group of people that fight supernatural something or other, whatever, whatever. But then it's like right at the end of the episode, they all get kicked off. And the next yeah. episode is an entirely different cast. Yep. I remember that being a pretty big, uh, <laughs> what kind of moment. But yeah, it's like whenever anyone mentions, uh, like a second episode is completely different. I'm like, I always think of that show. Yeah. I,
0: I, I guess it's not necessarily that the second episode is completely different. It's just, I was expecting something different than what it was. And I still, I'm enjoying what it actually is. Um, Basically a comedy that occasionally has you know these kind of feel good moments. Like one of the other characters is another esper who comes chasing the first one, and she ends up being homeless. Um, and it's one of those things where you're watching like every once in a while you're just like I just feel sad, but then eventually they kind of give her an arc and she she uh, moves in with a family, and the family like gives her dinner and she's like. Do I have to pay for this? And they're like, "Holy shit! No, you're you're our daughter now." Like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. So it's it's been it's been really good. I've been enjoying that. Uh, and then randomly, I had uh, the ingling to rewatch a show. Um, I had the the Blu-ray sitting here that I hadn't stuck in my system to watch, so I uh, pulled that out, which was uh, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. So this was a show from last year. Um, about uh again another uh, working age show actually which is kind of interesting that the main character is you know works at a programming company i think yeah and uh she ends up with a dragon as a maid um after she saves the dragon from a wound <laughs> so it's 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 pretty fun show it's not it's a pretty like slice of life you know laid back kind of thing um every once in a while kind of delving into the whole weird dragonness but it's a fun show, and also one that I I knew it was fairly popular, um, but I didn't realize how popular it was until I got to Fanime, and there were a lot of cosplayers from it. Like, I was kind of surprised, just given that since it was a show from last year, um, I wasn't sure that, you know, quite as many people would, would be thinking about it, but I saw basically the whole cast throughout the weekend, and, you know, multiple versions of some of the characters. So that was kind of interesting, seeing all these Characters cosplaying as uh, maids with dragon horns and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it reminds me. I was gonna mention about that's like so, so so much Hero Academy cosplay. Yeah,
0: yeah, we were. It's kind of our game to try to figure out what's going to be the most cosplayed thing, and uh, I think it was by far Hero Academia. Like, there were a couple other things that had a lot, and if you went to like the the artist alley. Um, Hiroaka was pretty even with some stuff like uh Overwatch and Fa- Fire Emblem stuff like that. But uh in terms of cosplay because it's not nearly as hard to do Hero Academia as Overwatch, there were a lot more cosplayers from uh from Hero Aka. Yeah. It was it was interesting too because unless you had seen the show, it's easy to to miss some of them too because you'd see multiple versions of the same character like here's the character in their jumpsuit and here's the character in their school uniform and here's the character in their hero uniform and um, some of them were even like here's the character in their outfit from that one ending <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> if I hadn't watched the show and I didn't realize that that was a reference to that I probably wouldn't wouldn't even know that that was uh, a cosplay from the show
1: yeah oh yeah I actually picked up a good piece of artwork based on that fantasy version ending <laughs> yeah yeah, that was a pretty good ending.
0: But yeah, so... And then, actually, just this morning, I finally got time, so... Um, Solo, the Star Wars movie, Star Wars story, um, came out on the weekend while we were at Fanime, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to watch it opening weekend, which I otherwise probably would have. Um, but... Uh, went earlier this morning and saw it, and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. It's been getting a lot of um, kind of mixed... Reactions, I feel like, on the internet. Um, I think it, it reviewed decently, but then I, I think a lot of audiences were kind of mixed on it. I've been hearing a lot of people who hated it or didn't like it as much, and some people who did enjoy it, and I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's certainly better than Star Wars Episode 2, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's. A lot of things are. (laughs) That's not, that's not a very high bar to meet. (laughs) Um, but even, even ignoring, you know, the, the bad, Prequels. Um, I still thought it was pretty decent. It's, it's a very, um, it's kind of a fun adventure. It's not particularly like impactful or anything. It's not like oh, you're gonna come away with some profound, you know, meaning from it or, you know, it doesn't have like that, that bombast that you'd think of with you know Episode Four or Episode Seven. But it's just generally like a fun, fun adventure. And it's kind of interesting to see like the backstory of Han and Lando and everything. And I thought that uh, a lot of the actors did a really good job, especially. Uh, Lando was really good. Um, and I know he's been getting a lot of uh, uh, hype recently from his music video, Donald Glover. Um, but yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. Uh, the one thing that pissed me off was not the movie itself, but the fact right. that... So now both of the Star Wars spin offs have had references to the TV series. And I'm like, why the hell can't <laughs> the Marvel movies do that? Like... They're not even, like, big references. Like, in Rogue One, it's, like, a brief PA announcement, and they name, you know, some character from the shows. I I really haven't watched them. Um, but then in this one, they, they name drop one of the characters from one of the shows, and I recognized it from the card game, and I'm like, hey, I know that's a character from the show. It's like, that's all you need to do. It's, it's like, hey, there's a reference to it. It's in the same universe, you know. Anyone who gets the reference will be happy. But the freaking Marvel movies, like, we can't get anything referencing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or... nothing like come on
1: ah so annoying (laughs) yeah yeah oh right ancients of shields finished (laughs) yeah
0: i thought we talked about that last time i thought it finished before last episode but
1: no i think it was like one or two episodes out maybe but yeah right i don't know yeah that was a hell of a season ending Episode, which is only a season-ending episode and not a series-ending episode. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they wrote it so that it could be a series-ending
0: episode, and then um, just before it aired, they announced that they'd been picked up for another season. But it's like a short season, and it doesn't start when the season would normally start. Um, I think that's because of Infinity War. (laughs) Uh, But then again, the ending of this season hardly tied into Infinity War besides the occasional hey this is happening at the same time as the movie because there's a news broadcast cast in the background that has scenes from the movie
1: but i mean yeah, whatever. they actually mentioned Thanos's name
0: yeah they did they did i i, I don't want to say it was like completely you know side stuff but it was definitely like getting into that last scene i was expecting something to happen and when it didn't i was like hmm yeah (laughs) hmm." they probably didn't know ahead of time how infinity war was going to (laughs) go yeah don't want to don't want to go more into that without spoilers but but yeah and also don't want to go into it without spoilers but there's a very interesting character who shows up in solo and uh, it's one of those things that like because obviously i took an extra week to see it i kept seeing like hints of it online, and I'm like, don't say anything. Freaking social media. (laughs) Like, do I have to not go on social media until I see this movie? Um, Unfortunately, I did end up having it spoiled for me. But it was one of those things where, like, by the time I was watching it, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I had it down to, like, three or four different things because of what people have been talking about online. I'm like, okay, well, one of these three or four things will be in there. (laughs) And, yeah, one of them was, so... That was a very very interesting uh callback to older movies. But I will I will leave it at that so that I don't spoil it for other people who might want to go in and watch solo. But
1: Yeah, I still yeah if you like
0: if you like the Star Wars movies, give it a shot. I think it's I think it's uh, a fun couple hours.
1: Yeah, I've kind of been on the fence about seeing it and maybe I'll see it this weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I've <laughs> got so much to uh, organize this weekend because then I'm not free for the next couple of weekends. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole uh, E3 thing, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you and Dave are crashing at my house for a day before we get our Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of need to clean up so you have a place to lie down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, you're good with hardwood, right? If I don't finish uh,
0: <laughs> I did that last year at Fanime And I can't say I was a fan <laughs> Alright, well That's about it for what I've been watching you know, Nothing else I can think of at the moment Besides
1: like random YouTube shit <laughs> Um. So, uh, Anime of the Month yeah, so, so for this Anime of the Month, I decided to pick the movie Red Line, which... It- Hopefully I haven't picked yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said you didn't. <laughs> I know. I, I said that. And then I'm, like,
0: looking at it going on, hmm, that is something I would, would want to pick. <laughs> well... We will, if we did pick it, we will pretend from now to the end of the
1: episode that we have not. <laughs> but, yeah. So... Yeah, Red Line is a story about a race called the Red Line. <laughs> I, yep. There's not a lot of deep plot to this story. It's just a... Nope. It's like... It's pretty much kind of like uh, Wacky Racers, but uh, a, in space and uh hell of a... With the, some hell... Or, ah, <laughs> some really great animation. <laughs> Seven hand-drawn years. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. So much hand-drawn. Yep. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I- honestly, like, I-, I just thought about the movie when I was driving home from... Because, like, Phantom Mae's in San Jose, and I live in L.A., so I was, like, driving home, and so many people just not know how to drive, and, it's, like, having to, like, swerve around so many people, and just, like just thought about red line and I'm like, yeah, I guess I could pick that for anime of the month. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, uh, yeah. another funny thing about it is I remember, I think like a year ago I saw something that like the, I can't remember how it was like someone asked the creator of fast and the furious or it's like, if he would think about doing it, an ep- doing a movie in space. And I'm just like, fast and the furious in space. I'm like, that's red line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the the movie was just a blast to watch, and yeah, the, the speed, just feeling the speed from their driving is is great.
0: Yeah, it's it's very well animated. So there is a lot of really great action scenes in it during the races. You know, people are crashing into stuff, and it's just very very kinetic, very like uh, good motion and and like sense of movement and everything yeah like the the seven hand drawn years is kind of a joke because apparently it took him seven years to animate it. that's how much like work went into this uh this movie, and it came out at a time when a lot of anime had been moving into the digital space and i'm i think the whole movie was actually uh hand drawn like each frame each keyframe at least the the tween frames might not have been but yeah um I know
1: it wasn't completely hand drawn but a lot of it was
0: yeah. A lot of it was, yeah. so that was kind of the joke when it came out because uh, the director was like on record saying, "Oh, this took seven years to hand draw." So, <laughs> people online were calling it the 7 Hand Drawn Years" movie, but it's it's definitely worth uh, worth the time they put into it because it's really good.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's great too because like the main character drives just like a like Trans Am. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Like, everyone else has these giant-ass, like, monster-killing cars, and
1: he's like, here's my little (laughs) Trans-Am. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, everyone's got future cars, and he's got, just, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is, it's it's a great movie. It's just a fun watch. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's anime of the month.
0: I was gonna double-check to see where it's available, just so that people can know where to look for it. See if it's available on any streaming platforms or whatnot. I know I have a Blu ray of it. Um, that I. Oh, apparently there's a red line that's not an anime movie. <laughs> well, the, the not anime red line is available on stuff. Ah, oh, okay. Looks like it's only available on uh, for purchase on. Uh, Google Play and YouTube. Interesting. Okay. Well, if you want a, a movie to watch, that you know might cost you a couple bucks, but it's well worth it. Um, yeah, Redline. Yep. So I guess that kind of just about does it for the show. Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about uh, I don't know E three predictions or anything? Ah, uh, before we wrap up.
1: <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm predicting for E3. I just, I just kind of always like to have gone into it just like, yeah, just show me what you got. But uh, <laughs> I'll just say the two of the things that if they if they ever announce these, I'll just be so happy at E3. But it's, I mean, Dark Cloud three, which I, I've just always really wanted another game in that series, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, re- another reaching a little farther back, uh, Legend of Dragoon two. <laughs> <laughs> PS one game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think those are a little bit unlikely.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, I, I guess Sony could have some surprise announcements, but they've already announced their you know four major games for their press conference. So I'm wondering if we'll see anything
1: besides those. Yeah, I, just, I think they actually w- said like you know it's like we have announced these already, so you know don't don't expect too much else at our stuff. Yeah.
0: But yeah, well, especially because all of them, I think, are going to be coming out, you know, before next year's E3, except maybe Death Stranding. Who the hell knows when that's coming out?
1: <laughs> yeah, Kojima yeah. only knows.
0: I guess we will uh, wrap up the episode then. Yeah. So, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a couple ways you can do it. Uh, sidequest at psnation dot com is the email. You can drop us a line there. Um, At SideQuestCast is the Twitter account that I am very bad at using, but I swear I do check it occasionally. Um, If you want to comment directly on this episode, you can either do so directly on psnation.com, where there will be a comment section below the post for this episode, or on the PSNation forums. Uh, We've got a lot of great threads there, and we always put up, usually put up one for each episode. Sometimes I forget, like last episode, Uh, but there should be a a thread up for this one, and you can go there. Uh, let us know what you thought give us uh, feedback oh, whatever um, as always uh, affiliate store links if you want to help out the show and the main show and E3 and everything coming up um, we don't have a Patreon or anything like that we just ask that you go to psnation.com and click on the affiliate link store affiliate store links uh, button we have uh, links to Best Buy and Amazon and GameStop a bunch of sites like that and uh, if you click those links, um, doesn't change your experience, doesn't change your price, but we get a little, you know, piece of your purchase to uh, help us pay our bills. So greatly appreciate that. It really has been helping out. Um, and I guess that'll about do it for uh,
1: episode twenty-three. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. See E3. Yep. All right. Bye. I want to restore that water, the border. Next corner, Next level, my to my Like the shiny sun.